Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So, folks, we are going to spend the first 30 to 45, maybe the entire hour of the show today, covering the Meghan Markle, Harry, uh, Harry, uh, Harry House of Windsor interview. Uh, just kidding. Don't <laughs> give a damn about that interview. Um, give exactly zero hits if you put an S in front of it about what those two have to say. We are going to be spending exactly zero time on that interview today. I'm just saying, you want to listen to the Harry House of Windsor, Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey interview with her? Ah, me. It's so terrible. I can't get a life as a royal. Oh, my God. Not here. We're not doing Joe. How many spots do you have for that today? Just uh, checking. How no, many? I how many I have any. interview clips? No, I don't have any. You have zero. Yeah, no. He's not hiding any. No. He is not hiding any. We will not be discussing this today. You may say, so why'd you waste the opening of your show saying you're not discussing it? People who don't want to make statements don't make statements about not making statements to quote uh the uh the uh, the commander of the base in the awful GI Jane movie with Demi Moore. Because I can't believe how many people give a damn about what these two have to say. Who cares? Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your data from big tech with a VPN. Don't wait. Use the VPN I trust, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. <laughs> Let's get to it. I got that. Um, I don't have that. Having that means I don't have that because we are not talking about that because I don't care. But I do have serious stuff today, including a um, super cut. I saw in uh, Jerry Dunleavy from the Washington Examiner's social media feed of an interview with Andrew Cuomo that happened a while ago that matters. And it, you listen, we all know what's going on with Cuomo. I haven't spent a lot of time about it because I don't like to talk about stuff you can read on the news. I like you to come here uh, and get stuff that's unique to the show. But this interview matters. It's a super cut of it because it shows you again why sycophantic acolytes and butt-kissing media people who don't hold politicians accountable allow things like people being put into nursing homes with COVID to lead to the deaths of others because politicians dared not ask hard questions. All right. This, today's a loaded show, even for a Monday. All right. Today's show, as I said, brought to you by ExpressVPN. All you need to do is surf the internet, uh, to surf the internet privately is to turn on incognito mode in your browser, right? Ha! You thought that? And we're supposed to trust big tech with solutions to our online privacy? No, that's all, all that's wrong. It's all wrong. doesn't matter what browser mode you use or how often you clear your browsing history. Your ISP, internet service provider, can see every single website you've ever visited and they can sell that data to advertisers. No good. That's why I use ExpressVPN to stay safe and secure online. ExpressVPN makes sure your ISP and third-party trackers can't track your online activity or location. How does it do it? By rerouting your connection to a secure encrypted server. In fact, ExpressVPN protects all your data regardless of whether you use incognito mode or, mode or not. ExpressVPN is you covered with easy-to-use apps for computers and mobile devices so you can use the internet in confidence. All you have to do is tap one button and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest, most trusted VPN on the market. They're rated number one uh, by CNET and Wired. Protect your online activity today with the VPN I trust to keep my activity online private. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. All right, Joe, let's go. Big it. Whoa, he's excited. I'm yeah. feeling good. I took that <laughs> Liquid IV. They are a sponsor, not of today's show, but I took that Liquid IV sleep stuff last night. Out, out, like 12 hours. My wife had to take a mirror I put it under my nose to make sure I was still alive out. So woke up this morning full of energy because I slept like a baby last night. Feels good sometimes to wake up and get a really, uh, a really, really good night's sleep. All right. So again, we will not be talking about Megan and Harry because we just don't care. I'm sorry. Give zero whatever's about that. Moving on to some substantive stuff. This is a really devastating supercut video of a Good Morning America a show with millions of viewers. This is them doing an interview of Andrew Cuomo a couple months ago. And I'm not playing this interview to pile on uh, 
although he deserves it, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo is in a lot of trouble politically, and he does deserve it. He is a an, a complete buffoon, um, a total zero, who has failed the citizens of New York State repeatedly. But I'm doing it for different reasons. To show you the genuine, real-life dangers, I mean dangers to your life, of a failed, sycophantic media full of bootlicking acolytes who fail to ever ask serious questions of Democrat politicians when they're in office, which leads them to believe what, Joe? That they can do anything they want. Right. Because Trump, remember with Trump, the media would add like, there's a lie. Trump says he drinks Diet Coke and he doesn't drink Diet Coke. He drinks real Coke. Like everything was a scandal with Trump. He watches Fox News in his bathrooms. Remember the ice cream scandal with Trump? I'm not kidding. Put it in the search engine. I'm not making this up. DK, you remember this one? Trump, Joe, remember this one? Trump, Trump got two scoops of ice cream and oh, everybody yeah. else got one. Yeah. Like that was an actual story. Yeah. Nobody, but that's how the media covered Trump. Yeah. When it comes to Democrats, you get nothing of the sort. Watch this supercut of this Good Morning America sycophantic bootlicking interview. And now you'll see why Andrew Cuomo felt like he could do whatever he wanted. Check this out. Can you describe the past 100 days? Hell, can I say that? <laughs> yeah, you can. I think that's there. What still keeps you up at night? You've been commended for your clear and your calm leadership. People from all over the country and the world have tuned into your press conferences. Your statewide approval rating, a career high 84%. You came in second only to President Obama as the most trusted Democratic leader in America. How do you intend on spending that political capital that you've earned. If you had to give President Trump a grade on how he's handled this pandemic, what would you give him? What grade would you give yourself? You've said that you have no political aspirations beyond the job you're in right now. Right. A lot of people are asking why. Why not think about something grander, bigger, presidential? Would you accept a cabinet position no. in a Biden administration? No. That was a quick no. Nope. <laughs> why not? I know that you've been portrayed as some sort of a homecoming king of this crisis and a headline from Jezebel Help. I think I'm in love with Andrew Cuomo. The New York Post dubbed you the new love gov. Chelsea Handler wrote you a love letter essay in Vogue entitled Dear Andrew Cuomo, I want to be your first lady. Your reaction to all that, your daughter's reaction to all of that? When are you going to hug your mom again? It's a very powerful interview and he is no holds barred. He says exactly what he's thinking. As you know, that's his style. Well, you can see that and you <laughs> ask the tough questions. I tell you that much as well. <laughs> Joe, the tough question. Yes. Yeah. They asked ask the, the tough question. You're kind of like a, a homecoming king, aren't you? Do you want a scepter and a crown? <laughs> Remember the dude who sent us this like years ago? <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> Geek can pull these sound effects. I just choose the, uh, the low budget kind. Yeah. Uh, what else? We have another... Oh, that's a screamer. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of applies to here. Here's another one on the sound effect, on the cheap uh, $2 sound effect machine. Folks, this is what happens. Yeah. When you have media people, like ask the guy if he's the homecoming king. I don't remember Trump getting that question. Are you the homecoming queen? Uh, king, queen? I don't remember any of that stuff. I mean, everybody's like, you know, I don't know what pronouns I use or whatever. So it's what happens. The nursing home story, let's be crystal clear, as I said on Outnumbered when I was on Fox a couple of weeks ago, was not breaking news a few weeks ago. It was breaking news a few months ago when people like me, remember that segment on the show, Joe? Remember that? We put the little memo up on the screen, Cuomo telling nursing homes, hey, you got to take these COVID-infected yeah. patients. Remember us saying, Joe, that doesn't sound like a good idea, Joe. Yeah, right. it's, it's sick. People, COVID, older folks susceptible to COVID, dying and all that stuff. Sounds like a really bad idea. Yep. We only covered that, what, six months ago? Maybe more? It wasn't breaking news because of reporters like this on GMA. I heard you're the homecoming king. Maybe start doing some journalism at once and we get a more fair and equitable country where politicians are held to account and don't feel like they can act corruptly like Lord Acton warned because nobody's ever questioning them, if you're a Democrat, that is pathetic all right enough of that he's trying to get like a hold around like the lasso like all right enough because he knows i can get into stories and like drone on all day but we got a lot of material right, moving on this is from the file drawer in the show today the that won't happen here segment so we did a show last week it was it friday show it did very well for a friday so thank you for listening and watching on rumble but we did a show sharing headlines from communist China, real headlines, not a joke. It wasn't meant to be a satire segment. 
real headlines out of communist China and then compared them with real headlines out of the United States. And we asked on, I asked at least, I thought the title was clever. I, I the title, I got some couple complaints about the title because they didn't understand it. But I titled the show, you know, communists or liberals, like with a question mark. Like, yeah. Who was it with the headlines? Maybe people were confused. I thought you yeah, would, I got to be a little yeah. more clear mm-hmm. in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Headline, not so much. People were a little confused about it. But the, the show did really well because people watched it and they were like, yeah, you know what? That's really weird. Like I see these headlines out of communist China and then these headlines out of the United States and they sound like the exact same thing. So this is going to be from the, well, don't worry, that won't happen here file, okay? Like I'm not so worried about all that stuff that happens overseas, hyperinflation, the Weimar Republic, Venezuela, because that won't happen here. And yet, not only will it, it is happening here. And again, it's kind of a chapter two to the other segment. Are these headlines from communists or from liberals? Here we go. Story number one from Bloomberg. Again, no bastion of right-wing conspiracy theories. This is a Bloomberg, a left-wing outlet at best. Hyperinflation pushes Venezuela to print one million Bolivar bills. The Bolivar, of course, is their national currency. Uh, what is the Bolivar worth? Well, I did a little math on that. It's in the article. The one million Bolivar note is worth, Joe, what, a million U.S. dollars? Gosh, that's some note. You don't want to lose that. Um, $1,000? What is it worth? In a, what is the 1 million oh. Venezuelan Bolivar bill? What is that actually worth? $100? $50? Down, down, down. $10? $5? Down, down. A dollar? No, no, not even Whoa. worth it. It's worth 53 cents, not $53. Oh. $53. Yeah, because that's what happens when you run up your national debt in a country like Venezuela. And to pay for that national debt, because you don't have any money, what do you do? You just print the whole bunch of bolivars, dollars, renminbis, yen, whatever they may be. You just print them. And then when you print them, you have more money chasing fewer products because you're just printing money, printing it like what we call counterfeiting in the private sector, free market economy, right? You're printing it so more bills are chasing the same amount of products because you're not actually building more stuff. So what happens? Those products go up in price. Not hard to figure out. So you get inflation so bad that the million Bolivar note is worth precisely 53 cents. Don't worry. The file draw for today, folks, was called, that won't happen here. We sure about that? By the way, these stories will be in the show notes. You can read them yourself. Our newsletter is the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletters, where you subscribe. Here's a town hall story by Neil Patel. Op-ed piece. Time to start talking about America's coming bankruptcy. <laughs> That's not going to have Bolivars, Venezuela, mass inflation, million Bolivar notes worth 53 U.S. cents. That's definitely not going to happen here. Really? Because we're doing the exact same thing. From Patel's town hall piece. When the Simpson-Bowles Commission was formed to tackle our national debt under the Obama administration, which is laughable now. America was about $13 trillion in debt. Today, we owe more than double that, more than $26 trillion. Those numbers are so big, nobody even understands them. To put it in perspective, our entire economic output in 2020 was $21 trillion. If America magically didn't spend another dime, all right, folks, we didn't spend that, which is ridiculous, but just for a second, we didn't spend another dime. Nobody bought anything, including food or other staples. And we put it all, every bit of our income towards paying off our federal debt for an entire year, right? We still wouldn't pay it off. I added some stuff to that. In more personal terms, our federal debt now amounts, we're back to the quote, now amounts to more than 81000 for every single person in the country or over $227,000 for the average household in America. That's how much we owe. Think about that. Please, please process that for a moment. If you believe money is worth something and has value, right? Which I assume you do because you work to gain it, right? You actually go to work and bust your butt to get money. If you believe that money has value, then why do you believe that the government can just print it? Why can't you just print it? No, because I didn't earn it. And in order to earn value, you have to provide value. Joe, is any of this hard? Like I value money. So people value my work. I trade my work for money I value. 
If I didn't value work, I wouldn't work for it. If people didn't value my work, they wouldn't pay me for it. So how is it that the government just gets to randomly print money with no value behind it? MMT people, uh, these modern monetary theorists who just think you can print money to the cows come home, will tell you, oh, don't worry about that at all. We'll figure it out. No, no, worry right now. We are printing itself into a Venezuela-type crisis that is going to upend our entire economy, no doubt. Let me move on to part two of the, that won't happen here, although it is happening here. We are printing ourselves into a hyperinflation crisis. How long before we have a million-dollar note? which will be worth the equivalent today of 53 U.S. cents when we keep going down this road. That won't happen here. It is happening here right now. We will never pay off our debt. $227,000 per household? How is that ever going to happen? How are we going to pay that back ever, ever? Think about it. You owe your household $227,000. How are you going to pay that back? The answer is we're going to print our way out of it. We're just going to keep printing money until your money's worthless. And so is the $227,000 per household. That's worthless too, along with your income and your savings. All right, I got another story. Uh, quick break here for a second sponsor. Showing you that won't happen here. It is happening here. I got a new addition to that file. And maybe this fits back into our other file draw from last week. Communist headline or liberals? Who knows? Joe's favorite sponsor up next, Rock Auto. Listen, chain stores for auto parts have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Not rockauto.com. Their prices are the same for everyone, and they are reliably low. Rockauto.com, Joe's favorite, always yeah. offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices on what the market will bear like airlines do. Not a joke. Joe is a do-it-yourselfer. He fixes his own car with parts mm -hmm. from rockauto.com because it's for everyone. doesn't require some fancy membership or an account login. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving their customers for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, they have everything in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog, super easy, easy to navigate to. See all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, prices, specifications you prefer. Their prices are reliably low and the same for the pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go today to rockauto.com. See all the parts available for your car truck. Do us a big favor, though. They have a little box on the website. How did you hear about us? You'll see it. Write Bongino in that box so they know we send you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. Joe, I feel like singing it today. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All the parts. Rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. Go today. Getting I better. know the audience gets deeply offended at my <laughs> atrocious singing voice, but rockauto.com. You deserve a shot at hearing my... Uh, I used to sing in the choir when I was younger at St. Pancras. I don't know if you know that. But my voice is terrible. It did nothing to improve it. Joe's a professional. Nah. Maybe we should have he's him sing it from now on. He <laughs> is a singing pro music, musical professional. All right. Getting back to our file drawer of don't worry, that won't happen here. Hyperinflation. Huh? Here's next. So I covered this story last week in the communists or liberals headline segment. Fox News. Bradford Betts. What is China's social credit system? China has this really disturbing social scoring system they use to blacklist people. So whatever, if it's a one to a hundred scale, if you don't do what the communist Chinese like, they take points away. And if you fall below a certain, say, threshold on that social score, you can't uh, get credit. You can't buy a car. You can't buy a house. You can't participate in politics. That seems kind of bad. Like that wouldn't be a good thing. So what is it? Well, forgive me for reading this again, but it's from the Fox News piece because it matters. China's social credit system is a government program implemented nationwide to regulate its citizens' behavior based on a point system. Hmm. Under this system, citizens are ranked in different areas of civil life using data collected from court documents, government or corporate records, and in some cases, citizen observers. What we would call rats here in the United States, rats, rodents. They call up the government and go, hey, my neighbor doesn't cut as long. Uh, five points off for you, buddy. You lawn knot cutter. You get definitely minus five, maybe minus 10, Joe. You didn't edge it. That's minus one. 
I got into edging when I was in America. You got to edge your lawn. Edging's important. Makes them, you don't edge your lawn in China. That's minus 1.62 points for you because the rats next door ratted on you with the government. Again, that won't happen here. Social scoring, people ratting on others so that they can't participate in the economy and government like in China. <laughs> you thought that was, it's already here. It's already here. Here's a Reuters article. I still have listed here's Yahoo, even though it was Reuters. And Geese told me three times now it wasn't Yahoo. It was Reuters. But he put Reuters up there. Here's an actual article by Chris Prentice at Reuters. U.S. market regulator, they're talking about the SEC, deploys a team to target climate and ESG misconduct. Wait, wait, what? I saw this this weekend. I emailed it to myself so I wouldn't forget it for the show. So China's got a social scoring blacklist the Communist Party can use to watch you and target you for like not edging your lawn and not paying a traffic ticket. Oh, that seems kind of weird. You all right over there? Everything going okay? Okay. Gee, little, uh, this thing's falling apart over there. Did you hear that in the background? Little things bouncing yeah. around, whatever? Yeah. Huh. Drop, what did you drop your water? You okay? All right, good. Folks, look at what the SEC's doing here. Sounds kind of like the same thing, no, Joe? Like a social scoring system we can use to kind of blacklist people? Here's that Reuters article. The US SEC has formed an enforcement task force to examine misconduct related to environmental social and governance issues as the regulator ramps up its focus on climate and other hot button topics. This is a real story. It's not a joke. Whoa. The SEC has a 22 person team, Joe. It's like a SWAT team. I think they will focus on disclosures from public companies related to issues such as climate change, investment advisor activities, and funds dedicated to environmental, social, and governance investments. The agency said on Thursday. Consensus from the production crew. How no. can you please, guys? Is this is this any different? It's a, is this no. any different than what the Chinese government is doing with their social scores? Any is there any different? No. He said, giving me the finger. No, not the middle. Well, I can't I, do that. The middle. We do the middle. Joe, is that sound no, any it, different to you? It's a ratocracy. Yeah, you know. It's it's a ratocracy. Yeah. Rats everywhere. Yeah. Rodents all over there. Everybody's ratting each other oh, out. Man. So if you're a company now, a ratocracy. I like that. It's not Thank an you. oligarchy or an aristocracy. It's a rata a ratocracy. A retocracy, yeah. where we can unemphasize the rat part to make it sound like a more formal word. Retocracy. Retocracy, right? <laughs> really what we mean is ratocracy, like Joe just said. I'll write that down. Ratocracy. We may incorporate that to the word show right now. I like that. Retocracy. <laughs> Thanks, sir. A retocracy. Yeah, we are. We're moving slowly towards a retocracy. I'm just, I'm asking for my listeners out there, because everyone who's listening and my liberal friends who watch the show, I actually don't have any liberal friends, but I say that to make myself sound like I have liberal <laughs> friends. To liberals who listen to the show who are not my friend and pretend to be. Serious question. How is what we're doing in the United States any different from the communist Chinese? And, and you may not care because you admire the communist Chinese. You may say, yeah, Dan, you're right. We are doing what the communist Chinese do, and it's a really great idea. Okay, well, at least you're honest and you admit it. But to the freedom-loving people out there who actually care about avoiding and emulating communist behavior in the United States, stuff like this should really worry you. The SEC is now enforcing their own environmental score. Scoring, social scoring system against those companies. All right. Closing that file drawer. Because the question is, hey, will that happen here? The answer is it already is. Sad in the retocracy we currently live in. All right, I've got a video for you, which is disturbing, and it gives me no joy in, in, uh, in playing for you or covering in the way I need to cover it. But folks, I'm not going to be quiet about this. I've been asked by some to kind of stay silent about this, kind of hinted. I'm not going to. We're in real trouble with the President of the United States. Joe Biden is, I'm going to try to be somewhat diplomatic here because I don't want liberals to ignore this because this is not a partisan issue. It'll be made one, but it's not. Joe Biden is diminishing, let's say, at a exponentially growing rate. There's a reason he won't do a press conference. There's a reason you barely see him out in public. There's a reason he's on camera, if at all, when he comes on camera less than five or 10 minutes at a time, his cognitive condition is worsening and it begs the question right now. And I've warned you about this. Who is really in charge at the White House? And this is a man 
who not figuratively, but literally has the entire nuclear arsenal at the United States at, of the United States of America at his fingertip. You could have global annihilation based on that one man's decision. And I'm telling you, the man barely knows where he is anymore. Play this video we've been holding since last week. And again, I, I've warned you, you know, check it out for yourself. There's more evidence. This guy's totally collapsing. Check this out. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do. Now, if you're listening to our audio-only product on Terrestrial Radio or Apple Podcasts or whatever, you're probably like, well, what happened? Why'd you cut off the questions? Because there were no questions. That's the point. If you're watching on Rumble and the video show, you'll get it. Biden doesn't know if he's supposed to answer questions or not at the end of this because he just doesn't know anything because his processing capabilities are so degenerating by the day. The White House actually cuts the feed off. That, that is the cut. That's, there's no, Joe didn't edit it. There is no Q&A. He says, oh, I'll take some questions if that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's it. The, all you see is a blank screen then. Whitehouse.gov comes up. That, that doesn't scare you a little bit? You think that was an accident? Who's running this place? If the President of the United States wants to take questions, let him take questions. Some camera guys cutting them off. Who's running the White House? Folks, I'm not going to be quiet about this. The man has the nuclear codes at his fingertips, and he doesn't have the cognitive processing capabilities to make normal decisions the president of the United States would have to make on any given day. I think that's a problem. Every, I told you from sources, and they're not the sources you think. Don't read into some of my comments. I'm, I'm getting a little bothered by that. People are writing headlines because they clickbaity about me and because of my former line of work. Don't read into it. It's not some of the same. I'm, the people you think are getting me this are not the, not the same people. I mean, I got to be careful here because it's important. Yeah. There are people in the political side worried too. Everybody knows Biden is collapsing. Everyone. Folks. We're, what, two months, Joe, into the man's presidency? Well, you think four years from now this guy's going to be able to do this job? He can't do it now. Mm. They won't even let him take questions. You think that's an accident? Gives me no joy in telling you that. None. He's not a good guy. He's never been a good guy. I'm divorcing that from his medical condition now. That's a separate conversation. It's time for some serious conversations coming up soon. Real conversations about the 25th Amendment soon. Uh, I'm not kidding. I, oh my gosh, that's so controversial. Really? Because it wasn't controversial when you said it about Trump when it was legitimately stupid. No one questions Trump's cognitive capabilities. You can question his politics and, you know, we should. Everybody, we should question everyone and not do with the sycophantic GMA interview. Are you the prom king? No, no, we should question leaders. You may not like Trump, but the guy's all there. I mean, he'd hold hour-long press conferences by himself. Oh, I didn't like the answers. At least he gave answers. They wanted to invoke the 25th Amendment for Trump. With the backing of a cabinet, the cabinet and the vice president, there has to be a serious conversation about, seriously, I'm not kidding, taking away this guy's power suit. It may be controversial to say, but I'm telling you, there are people on the inside who know what I'm telling you is true. You won't see any serious pushback from people who are willing to, I think, go on the record that, oh, no, he's totally there, completely there. And I will say on the road that these conversations haven't happened. I don't think you'll see that. Maybe. We'll see. We'll hold them to that, though, in two, three years when the situation gets worse. Folks, he's in bad shape. All right, moving on. You've been warned. That's from the you've been warned file, a file I really don't want to let go and don't like going back to because it sounds very self-praisey and I don't want to do it. It's not about any of that. This is a genuine warning. All right, so did you hear about this story? Happened over the uh, weekend. They caught it at the Washington Examiner. 
Apparently, Microsoft is dealing with a pretty big hacking issue here. Jerry Dunleavy, Washington Examiner. The U.S. is taking a, quote, whole-of-government response to an apparent China-backed Microsoft hack. Huh. Gee, what could go wrong there? <laughs> I know what you're thinking, Joe. You're like, didn't we talk about a story with Microsoft last week where they were doing something with the, trying to put a fingerprint? Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't forget that <laughs> either. Yeah, yeah, that's why I thought of this story, because this story, you're like, wow, the Chinese may be trying to hack or allegedly hacked into Microsoft. Maybe that isn't good, because then the Chinese would have a whole bunch of information Microsoft had on us that we didn't want them to have. That would be a problem from the Washington Examiner piece. You can read it in the show notes again, bongino.com slash newsletter. The Biden administration is undertaking a whole-of-government response. To investigate and respond to the cyber, sorry, I try to do that my newsy voice sometimes. To respond to cyber attacks against Microsoft's Exchange server, which the big tech company assessed are being carried out by a sophisticated Chinese state-backed hacker group. Why is this story fascinating? Well, it's fascinating for a number of reasons. Number one, uh, liberals are trying to emulate the Chinese in the United States. As I showed you from my communists or liberals headline segment last week and from this segment today. And secondly, because if the Chinese are undergoing a state-sponsored effort, the Washington Examiner's words, not mine, to try to hack Microsoft servers, maybe it would be a good idea to limit what Microsoft knows about us. Why, Joe? Because then if the Chinese were to hack into Microsoft's stuff and Microsoft knew everything about us, then wouldn't the Chinese communists know that too? Yeah. I really wouldn't like that. Yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> Joe, I actually do know about Joe. Let's go back to last week's article from Breitbart by the great Alan Bakari. Microsoft and friends want to destroy online privacy. Okay, so the Chinese are trying to hack into Microsoft. Microsoft is currently trying to destroy our privacy in the United States now, just like the communist Chinese. What is Microsoft doing? Well, these media giants and big tech have devised a plan that may constitute big tech's most brazen power grab. Yeah, this is from Breitbart. According to Microsoft's own press release, it has partnered with several other organizations to form, we've discussed this a few times now, the Orwellian-named Coalition for Content Provenance and Authenticity, the C2PA. Put simply, this organization is to devise a system whereby all content on the internet can be traced back to its author. Are we putting the two stories together now? Liberals aren't. The conservative uh, and libertarian audience of my show they're like, yeah, yeah, I get that. The verdict is in. That sounds really crappy. Like Microsoft can get hacked or could be hacked by the Chinese state government that's looking for information at the same time. Microsoft is working with the C2PA to make sure they know the provenance or origin of every single document on the internet and can trace it back to you. That doesn't sound good. Let me walk you through a, a scenario. Or remember that movie Air Force One? The 25th Amendment was that. Remember Air Force One, that movie with Harrison Ford? Didn't they actually have the 25th Amendment thing where Glenn Close was the vice president they have to sign? Remember that? You see, I tie this stuff together unintentionally sometimes. But remember in that movie, they're like, what are the airborne? There are no airborne scenarios. Well, let me walk you through a scenario. So you have a PDF file, right? That PDF file, say you're a Tea Party leader in whatever, Indiana, whatever it may be. And you put together a PDF file on how to fight back in the midterms against cancel culture, steps you want to take, companies you think you should boycott, you know, whether you agree or not, perfectly legal to do, politicians you think should be targeted for a primary, and you put that out there anonymously. Microsoft, apparently, in this Cordonis Breitbart article and the C2PA, Want to make sure they know exactly where that PDF came from. Wouldn't that be really bad if that was put into a file that the Chinese government could hack into to develop a portfolio of all the people politically they should target in the United States, whatever, for harassment campaigns, doxing, or whatever it may be? That sounds like that would be a really bad idea. But of course, because nobody thinks outside the box in big tech in the United States and nobody in big tech, they always think they're on the right side of this, Right. And Andrew Clavin said, do I still have that? I didn't put it in the show today, but Andrew Clavin, let me see if I, because this is just great. I, Andrew Clavin from the Daily Wire, I really love because he's a super smart guy. Yes, yes. He tweeted this out this weekend. Remember this, if you're in big tech, 
and you think doing this, like putting fingerprints on every single document and put a picture on the internet, you think you're doing yourself a favor and you think you're on the right side of it? Here, Clavin said this. He said, just remember during moral panics, the Salem witch trials, McCarthyism, the current wokeness, the accusers think they're the heroes, just like Microsoft and Google and Apple think they are now. Then the panic passes and they're the villains forever. That will happen this time too. You really want to be useful idiots, Microsoft, for the Chinese to hack into your system and develop a target file for every American with any political oomph? You really want to do that? (laughs) You will be the villains. No book burner in history has ever come out on the other side of that looking like the good guys. None. All right, let me get to my third. We're moving along, right? What do you think? What do you think? All right, good. He's trying to get me to, because I, I always give him so much stuff, uh, Gee, to put in the show, and then, you know, I never get to half of it. So he's like, you know, you got you to get through the stuff. Got to move along. Pace yourself a little bit. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at GenuCell. Dry, irritated, red blotchy skin all over your face. It won't go away. That's really bad. Struggling with stress breakouts and uneven skin tone? All gone. How? Thanks to Zotique's Deep Correcting Serum by Chamonix. Here's Catherine from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm a doctor on the front lines of this COVID pandemic. The endless face mask wearing ruined my face. I used several other products without success until Chamonix. The promises are real. Quickly, my face seems on the mend. These products have started healing the mask creases. Thank you. Zotique uses the power of liposomal technology to deliver the healing, rejuvenating powers of vitamin C to the deepest layers of the skin for results you can see. Yours free. Today, with your order of GenuCell for bags and puffiness, you get that free. Visit GenuCell.com. Enter code DAN40. That's DAN40. Check out for an extra special discount. What's the website? GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. Order today. Get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and luxurious GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle moisturizer free with your order. Every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Do not wait. Order today. GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Use promo code Dan40, Dan40 for this special offer. All right, back to the show. Again, big tech, useful idiots. Don't even see it coming ever. Never do because they're just not that bright. Folks, the Biden administration, back to them, is moving. I shouldn't even call it the Biden administration. The Harris administration um, is moving all in on the discrimination. It's discrimination agenda. Discrimination agenda. They haven't said, hey, we're all about discrimination. No, 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 they are. They are. They won't call it that. They're calling it now equity. Equity. That's their new buzz term to allow themselves a license to discriminate against Americans. Now, I know liberals who may have found my show for the first time who are listening right now, you know, immune to facts, thick skulls and all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. But maybe you'll get red-pilled listening to this show. Um, I know you probably believe that can't be, Dan. I've been told liberals are all about tolerance. They're all about equality. Well, I'm very sorry you've been lied to. Liberals are the party of discrimination now. And I want to bring up two stories in the Wall Street Journal that are critical. Here's one from uh, last week by Charles Lipson. It's an opinion piece. Equity is the new buzz term, folks. Title of the piece is equity is a mandate to discriminate. The new buzzword tries to hide the aim of throwing out the American principle of equality under the law. So may I get a little bit philosophical here? It's my show. I can do what I want. I love Friedrich Hayek. Love Friedrich. The Road to Serfdom is one of the great books ever written. If you don't read it, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. The Road to Serfdom is a classic. And one of the points made by Hayek in The Road to Serfdom is he describes how government mandating the equal outcome for all of its citizens mandates that they treat people unequally. Think about it, right? What, just, let's give us a down-to-earth kind of meat and potatoes example of what Hayek was saying. This whole untenable, impossible search for equal outcomes is impossible because it requires you to treat people unequally. Here's a, a dramatic example, but an example nonetheless. You have a guy, right? He works his entire life, finally, busts his butt. Say he makes belts, whatever it may be. He's making these belts And these belts become a huge hit. He winds up starting a clothing company. He'd been poor his whole life, ate bologna and Cheerios for dinner. 
And finally, in his 50s and 60s, he hits it big. He gets acquired by a bigger company, gets a buyout for whatever, $20 million. Finally, his whole life living in a, you know, in a van somewhere, uh, in the back of a van, his company hits it big. He is now, Joe, according to these equity people, he is one of those evil rich people, right? Uh -huh. $20 million is a lot of money, despite the fact he was poor his whole life and worked at. So now you got person B, a guy who was rich his whole life. His father's a billionaire, left him a trust fund of 50 to $60 million. The guy is rich, never works a day in his life. Guy's a total loser. Gets into drugs, partying, drinking all the time. Never works a day in his life. Basically pisses away his entire trust fund, right? He's left with $10 to his name. All right. In the leftist equity model that Hayek is warning us against equity, dreaded air quotes, the guy who worked his whole life to bust his butt should transfer his income, his heavy pieces of it, over to the guy who pissed away his entire inheritance because they should have equal outcomes. How is that fair? The answer is it's not. All you can guarantee is equal opportunity to an outcome. Now, in this Wall Street Journal piece I just told you about, there's a warning in this, how the left is now, because they're realizing people are catching on to this. Like, hey, I worked really hard in my school. Why should I not get into college because I'm white or Asian, while someone else who may be black or Hispanic or some other ethnic group that's a preferred ethnic group by this college practicing discrimination gets to score a lot lower than me on the SAT. And that doesn't sound fair. So people are catching on to this. So the left has to constantly change the name of what they're doing. The Wall Street Journal piece covers it up, uh, covers it pretty nicely. Quote, it says, listen, you know, what we're seeing now is different. This isn't, you know, the 1950 social safety net anymore. This is like stealing from people to give to other people. So they go on, quote, it's the claim now that the unfair treatment of previous generations or perhaps a disadvantaged childhood entitles one to special consideration today as an adult or young adult. Most Americans who are generous and pragmatic have been willing to extend some of these benefits at the margins and for limited periods. They don't want to turn these concessions, however, into large permanent entitlement programs, giving substantially different treatment to different groups, even if those groups have suffered historical wrong. Folks, do you see the point here? This conversation about reparations? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not workable. You are asking people alive today who had nothing to do at all with slavery, which thankfully, obviously is illegal in the United States. I thought we understood that. There is no person alive today who has been a slave. You are asking someone who had nothing to do with a historical wrong to pay someone else who was not wronged by the historical wrong today. That's not workable because once you start incorporating historical grievances into claim for equity and to claims on the income of others, where does it end, Joe? Jo Joe's <laughs> from, jo Joe, you're Scottish, right? Armacost? A little bit. I, I've asked yeah, this a million times. Yeah. French, German, Scottish. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. okay. I'm just, I've asked Joe that a thousand times. You mm -hmm. think I'd know more. But Joe's... Does Joe get to make a historical claim too? Ladies and gentlemen, it's a serious question. I'm not comparing historical ills either. Right. There are obviously historical ills that have no comparison. They just don't. The Holocaust, at least in the United States, slavery. But if we're going to allow historical ills to, for Joe to make a claim on the income and assets of others, does Joe get to say like, hey, I don't know, you know, the Scots were subjected to English tyranny. Back in the era of William Wallace in 1297, um, I should get, you're like, oh, that sounds crazy. Of course it does. Because Joe was not alive then. It had nothing to do with it. And either did anyone today who's from the United Kingdom. It will never end. This is just an excuse to discriminate against people. Literally. You are discriminating against people who have done no wrong to people they don't even know by taking the assets and the stuff they've worked for away from their families to give it to other families when you don't even understand who did right or wrong or who get, you know, the other family could be rich themselves. This is insane. Now they are using this canard, this 
equity canard. This is their new red herring. They're using it to destroy public safety. Another article. This is a good one. And I have this, I, against my better judgment, I put it in the show notes again, bungino.com slash newsletter. Because the Wall Street Journal, a lot of the articles are subscription, subscription only, excuse me. But this is worth your time. If you have a subscription, read it. If not, maybe the link is free today. I'm not sure. But the article is important. You see how this whole equity, everybody's a racist argument works for them? Wall Street Journal opinion. Biden's claiming, quote, systemic racism in policing, which defies the science. There's a new report out, folks, that shows, huh? Am I reading this right? No racial disparities in crimes committed versus arrests made. Jeffrey Anderson, Wall Street Journal. That sounds weird because we've been told, Joe, did we not, that if you happen to be black or Hispanic, you are definitely targeted by the police yeah. and arrested at a disproportionate rate to committing, committing crime. So the DOJ uh, did this study, uh, uh, the Department's Bureau of Justice Statistics. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. They didn't even ask the police about the crimes. They asked victims. Why? Mm. Because then, of course, the liberal race hustlers yeah. will say, no, 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 the police are just framing people. No, no, they asked victims. Did you have a crime committed to you? And they said, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Here from the Wall Street Journal piece, how they're going to crack down on the police now using this fake narrative that they're targeting black and Hispanic people. That's just not true. In a report released days before Biden's inauguration, the DOJ examined whether people of different races were arrested to a degree that was disproportionate to their involvement in crime. <laughs> stunning, stunning conclusion, Joe. Of course, I'm being sarcastic because everybody who actually was a police officer or knows a police officer knows this is true. The report concluded there was no statistically significant difference, statistically significant difference by race between how likely people were to commit serious violent crimes and how likely they were to be arrested. In other words, the data suggested that police officers and deputies focus on the criminal's actions, not their race. St stunning data, Joe. <laughs> yeah. St Almost fell over. In other words, mm. when a police officer <laughs> when people police officers go out on the street, because I actually sat at a roll call as a New York City police officer in the 7-5 precinct for two years of my life and other precincts before that as a police cadet. Stunning to no one who's actually involved with law enforcement at all. They don't sit at roll call, Joe, and go, I, I, listen, we have got to find ourselves some Asian, Hispanic, or black targets tonight to arrest. That's shocking to the left to believe that's actually true. So let's dig into the data because you know the left, Joe, they're all about science, science, data. No, yes. they just lie. We need equity. Blacks and Hispanics are being targeted by police officers. We need equity. We need reparations for historical ills. This is their entire agenda. Is, is it, it, Their whole agenda is racist. Their agenda. Here's the actual data. So this new report took victims' responses. It's important. They didn't ask the police. They asked the actual victims to make sure there's no bias in this. And they compared them with arrest rates by police supplied by the FBI's data. It found that for non-fatal violent crimes that victims said uh, were reported to police, that whites accounted for 48% of offenders and 46% of arrestees. Blacks accounted for 35% of offenders, offenders and 33% of arrestees. Asians accounted for 2% of offenders and 1% of arrestees. None of these differences between the percentage of offenders and the percentage of arrestees of a given race were statistically significant. The data is obviously limited to non-fatal crimes because murder victims can't identify their assailants. Again, this is shocking data for the left that is now figured out for the first time that people aren't targeted by their race. They're targeted by the police, Joe. Get ready. Get ready. Because they were reported as potential perpetrators of a crime. <gasps> He's hyperventilating. Get a bag, someone, put it over Joe's face. Get that CO2 in there because he may not make it through the segment. This is stunning. Stunning to the people at home who are liberals who are just figuring this out. It, that 
You claim to believe in science and data to back your equity, a.k.a. racist, discriminatory agenda to treat people differently based on race. You back it up with data that doesn't exist. You're just making it up. All right. Um, on the other side of this break, so last sponsor here, I want to get to an important segment about fear porn right now, how the left thrives off fear and misinformation and all that other garbage. You know, I want to get to my, I got a hero of the day today too. This guy, Nick Gerace from the old, uh, he was a Philadelphia police officer. I'm going to get to him too. We got I, I, we got to fit this stuff in. All right, move along. Today's show brought to you by my friends at Omaha Steaks. Why are they so darn good, Omaha Steaks? Because of the aging process. Omaha Steaks ages their steaks at least 21 days. Why? Because that's where the magic happens. That's the sweet spot. Try these mouth-watering steaks. I, I, can't, I can't do this read when I'm hungry because I love Omaha Steaks. They're my, <laughs> my favorite. You can try the mouth-watering steaks in their Butcher's Best Sellers Grill Pack. What does it include? Four of their iconic and fork-tender butchers cut filet mignons, four ultra- Juicy, delicious burgers. Uh, the burgers, four savory pork chops, desserts, and so much more. How do you get this deal? You go to omahasteaks.com and in their search bar, don't forget in their search bar, type in Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and get a special price on this Butcher's Best Sellers Package. Plus, 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 you'll get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for what? For free. Omaha Steaks, the leader in gourmet steaks and food since 1970. No one comes close to matching the flavor. Mm. Tenderness and value of Omaha Steaks. Need one now. Every order's flash frozen, vacuum sealed, delivered in a cooler with dry ice safely, stays ready to cook in the freezer for months, backed by an unconditional 100% money back guarantee. You're not going to need any of that because you're going to love it. Because I do. And I love steak. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type keyword Bongino in the search bar. Order the Butcher's Best Sellers Pack today. Don't forget, four free chicken breasts and four burgers with that deal. That's omahasteaks.com. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter keyword Bongino today. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. All right, moving on. Thank you, Omaha Steaks. Folks, I've been hammering into everybody's skulls who watch the show uh, every day that the Democrats, sadly, have leveraged, many, not all, but have leveraged this COVID crisis. And it's been more about fear porn often than it's been about COVID. Well, how do I know that? Because again, I believe in facts and data and things like that. And if the Democrats really cared about the COVID crisis in the United States, then stories like this at the Epic Times would not exist. Jack Phillips, Epic Times. 108 illegal immigrants released by the Border Patrol in Texas tested positive for COVID-19. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought this was about the COVID crisis. I thought we were supposed to shut down. So just to be clear, your business is shut down. Grandma's dying because she can't see anyone and is dying of loneliness, right? You can't open your business. You can't feed your kids. Restaurants and businesses in the service sector are closing down. The economy has suffered a devastating black eye. It's going to take us a decade to recover from. You're not even allowed to go to church in some places. And yet when it comes to illegal aliens entering the country with COVID, nobody does anything. I thought this was a panic about COVID. Not in Texas, apparently, where nobody's allowed to test people coming in from, from COVID. Well, let me be precise about this from the article because precision does matter. So this local official in Texas told Fox that the city doesn't have the authority to halt migrants who test positive for the virus from traveling anywhere else in the United States. Wait, what? I thought we were in a COVID crisis. Although officials have advised them to quarantine and follow the federal health guidelines. So you're shut down, but the border isn't. Makes a world of sense if you're a liberal. I'm t again, this is, they have entirely leveraged this crisis for fear porn activism. They only care and want to make it a crisis when they can shut your business down and let you know who's in charge and mandate mask wearing and everything else. But when it comes to admitting people into the country with COVID, where, what are we doing? We're doing almost nothing about it. You know what, Guy? We got to move on a little bit. Can we go to the Wired stuff with our friend Gilad? Because I guess I got a big announcement this week. Huge announcement. You know my battle against the big tech tyrants 
I uh, started with Parlor, joined up, joined kind of a Wonder Twins activate with Rumble. Folks, I am committed to doing and not just talking. And I have started a new company. This company is going to be acquiring and investing in other tech technologies. I kind of teased this announcement last week. So the announcement today, which will lead to another announcement later in the week, I've got a lot of announcements, is that I've started a new company that, again, is going to be acquiring and investing in multiple parallel technologies. I would ask that you consider them moving forward in your business opportunities. Consider them. I respectfully request you do that. I asked before that you sign on with Parler when Parler uh, got rocking and rolling as an alternative to Twitter. I asked that you check out Rumble as an alternative to YouTube. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not enough. We have to start search engines, email systems, payment processing, server farms, everything, because we got to get away from these left-wing lunatics. I have started a company. I will be announcing some of those investments, hopefully one of them this week, which will give you another opportunity to escape leftist cancel culture. Well, why? Because I'm trying to get away, and you should be trying to get away from lunatics like this guy at Wired Magazine, uh, Gilad Edelman, why, who doesn't know anything about much. That's why he's a journalist and doesn't have a real job. So Wired.com wrote this article, uh, Fake News Gets More Engagement on Facebook ironically written by Gilad, who's apparently a fake news specialist, but only if it's right-wing. Far-right pages that publish misinformation get the uh, misinformation get the most interactions by far compared to other news sources, new research shows. So this Gilad Edelman, not a particularly bright guy. Don't know him, don't need to, just as writing alone indicates he's kind of a dunce. So uh, Gilad writes this article and, of course, has to target Dan Bongino because Gilad doesn't know me, doesn't realize that I actually debunked leftist misinformation, the Spygate, uh, uh, exposed Spygate, the collusion hoax and all that other stuff. But this is why you need to get away from these lunatics. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not real journalists. They're the same people who started the show with the GMA interview asking people if Andrew Cuomo is the prom king. So he writes, Gilad Edelman, it's not a secret. Notice how he characterizes my truth telling on Facebook because he's a liar. It's not a secret that extreme, less than accurate content. He can't actually find less than accurate content, by the way, because we nailed them to the wall on a lot of this stuff. Finds a big audience on Facebook. In the months before last year's election, the list of most engaged with pages on the site was almost always dominated by far, far right. Gee, I'm far right now. Joe, we're far right now. Do you know that? I'm by far right figures like Dan Bongino. Yeah, we're all far right. And Dinesh D'Souza, who are not known for their fealty to fact-based journalism. <laughs> this is from oh, Gilad Edelman at Wired. Yeah. Look at his dunce. Yeah, this is hilarious. So Gilad Edelman, who apparently is unaware we exposed the Spygate scandal, uh, exposed the collusion hoax, uh, exposed the impeachment hoax. He's not aware of that because he's not that bright. So I went and checked out Gilad's uh, uh, social media feed to see what kind of a genius this guy is. And here are some of his tweets. This guy apparently is a real thought leader. He is the Plato. The Socrates of our time. Maybe the Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure Socrates, not Socrates. Here's one of his tweets. Why isn't electronic music simply called e-music? Would be more efficient and more in harmony with electronic mail. Thank you, Gilad. It's genius nuggets like this that make people go to you <laughs> as one of the thought leaders of our time. Here's his second tweet. Again, This, thank God for Gilad Edelman. By the way, he retweets. This second one's a retweet because he's just very, this is, this is fascinating for him. He's, do you like suffocating and being slimed in your own sweat? Boy, oh boy, do I have the thing for you. He retweets his buddy, I guess, Boone Ashworth at Wired, talking about sweat saunas and sauna blankets. This is one of the, I mean, clearly, the Aristotle of our time, <laughs> Gilad Edelman. <laughs> the Mount Olympus of intellects, Gilad Edelman, writing about misinformation. Doesn't know me. Misinformation on Dan Bongino's Facebook. I never met this goofball in my life. Why are we establishing a parallel economy? Again, to get away from people like this who write articles like that for one reason, about misinformation on far-right pages. Um, because they're communists and totalitarians, and they want us banned from public discourse. That's why I started this company, and I will be announcing this week another addition to the portfolio of businesses I 
respectfully request you consider supporting as you escape the leftist economy. All right, Guy, we're going to go to our hero of the day. Sorry, we got to. I know you had that rent control story queued up from last week, but uh, I got to wrap it up because I'm running out of time. I got to all my spots there. I did. Amazing how I did that. You know, I'm trying to leave you with some good news. So I've been incorporating this hero of the day segment. I found this guy this morning. Story will be in the show notes and you should read it. Washington Times story by James Varney. Former cop leads quest to oust prosecutors funded by George Soros. Yes. Yes, I'm digging this guy's chili already. Nick Gerace. Nick Gerace. Big hat tip, Nick Gerace. For he was an old Philadelphia police officer who, remember I told you the story? Remember we covered this, Joe, how George Soros is funding all these local prosecutor races yeah. and getting these wackos in. Uh, you know, people that, who do things like George Gascon in Los Angeles and they cater to criminals. Yeah. This is actually getting people killed. So finally, we have a doer here, not a talker, Nick Gerace, article in the Washington Times about him today. He's a former police officer leading the quest to get rid of these Soros-funded prosecutors and get back to this crazy thing, Joe, like a society that respects lunatic things like, gosh, law and order and stuff. Who wants that? The answer is the same people like us and Nick Gerace. So nice job, Nick Gerace. You're the damn Bongino hero of the day. Wanted to get that in. Read the story in the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. We really appreciate it. A couple of quick requests. Please uh, make BonginoReport.com your home for morning news. It is your alternative to the now all-in-on-the-left Drudge Report, who has abandoned us. Go to BonginoReport.com. I would really appreciate that. And uh, please subscribe to our Rumble account to watch the video version of the show. It is free, rumble.com slash Bongino. And keep an eye out and an ear out for my announcement later in the week of a new acquisition to your alternative tech ecosystem that can help you escape leftists like Elon Edelman, who's not that bright. We need to get away from these people. And I'm here to help you out. We'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.